Identical Cousins, Episode 4, The Conference Theory. Cousin, how are you doing? Hey, Brent, what's up? Well, you know, it's still sunny in Seattle. We don't get rain. I'm starting to get nosebleeds. It is not rained even once. Well, it sprinkled one night about a month ago, but otherwise, holy cow. What's really concerning is the the danger of fires. Of course, in eastern Washington, we have a lot of fires. and, And now, of course, any lit cigarette thrown from a car could burn down the city. And, oh yeah, it's terrible. Um, very high risk. Very, very worried about that. Yeah, and I'm not used to wor- being worried about fires quite so much. So it's kind of different. Well, the good news is it is at least of the day of the recording, October eighth, and uh, yeah, nothing like cutting it to the wire, audience. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the point is, it's October eighth, and rain should be coming soon for everyone. Yeah, well, that, that's what they say. Of course, knowing Seattle, it'll it'll start raining one day and it will not stop until May. So, well, I noticed the change of the seasons myself because you know I moved back to the Bay Area a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and it's been warm. Obviously, it's been summer. You know, we moved back here in June, so it's been really hot and warm. And the area I'm in, it definitely gets warmer than let's say San Francisco proper. But uh, today, this morning was one of the first mornings that I actually it was not only cold but there was like dew on the roof. Wow, the oh. roof tile. So yeah, it's getting cool. the The fall is a fall is upon us. Do you guys have get moss on your roof where you live? No moss. Okay, we get moss. No moss. <laughs> we get moss, moss. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had a lot of moss, obviously, back in New York. Yeah, sure. Um, and you know, East Coast proper stuff. But mm-hmm. no, uh, no, no moss that I know of. Well, that's that's a good deal. Yeah, it's. It, I guess it's fine. I never really thought if it's a problem if you have it. It is. Well, it'll mean you have to replace your roof the sooner. Yeah. Well, the nice thing is the home we have that we bought has one of those like lifetime. You've probably seen these ceramic tile roofs where they're just like literally like they won't even burn down in a fire. Wow. They'll just fall yeah. on your head. Oh, yeah. The rest of the house burns yeah, down. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You on. won't get killed by the fire, but you'll, the roof will do you. In. Yeah. You'll be on fire and then mad because you have a <laughs> terrible headache with these damn heavy tiles hitting you on hey, the head. You know, but the roof will still be there. So. Yeah. Well, that's true. So, okay, well, let's, uh, let, yeah, so good. Uh, hopefully you'll get some rain. We'll, uh, we'll be praying to the rain god. Yeah, dancing and even if needed. Yeah. Yes, some rain dances. And mm-hmm. uh, let's see. So, we'll, you know, the news thing, we do our quick news just to kind of talk about random stuff and not spend a lot of time because that's what other people are around for. Yeah. Um, so, the only thing news-wise I can really think about in the past week is pretty much nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it yeah, seems like okay. a pretty slow news week. There's been a little bit of bashing, obviously. There's been some iPhone 5 hatred with the uh, purple fringing, which is chromatic aberrations in lenses. But that's like, hello, that's just like properties of lenses. Like, right. I, I love the things like now that we've, the, the things that it started to come to now is like, oh, the black isn't a true black on the black case. Like, I'm waiting mm-hmm. for that to come, right? Like, it's <laughs> yeah, not really yeah. black. It's an off black. <laughs> But like that's so, yeah, I guess this past week has been like, how can we bring the iPhone five down notches or something? Yeah, sure. Of course. And, you know, because clearly it's not selling at all well. And, no, horrible, know, horrible sales. Terrible piece of hardware and mm-hmm. blah, yes. blah, blah, as usual. Yep. Um, let me just think anything else kind of random. Nothing really. Um, 
little bit of news from uh, Flexibits, my company. Oh, yeah? uh, we've we we hit a kind of a good milestone on the app we're working on, which I realize I'm being insanely teasy here, but it's still <laughs> news, so I want to kind of share as much as I can. So mm-hmm. yeah, we hit a milestone. So good stuff will probably be starting to happen here in the next, we'll just say month or two. So that way I'm kind of over promising and under promising. Right, sure. Of course, yeah, month yeah. or two, but don't forget, you know, holidays are coming up. No this work gets done in November or December. This is true. So a month or two in 2013. Yeah, exactly. So we're talking, you know, early spring. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. And uh, so, yeah, it was kind of a good development last week and week, week or so. It was basically good development week. Um, kind of trying to stay out of trouble. Oh, oh, here's actually some news. I got strep throat. Oh, actual strep throat. Wow. Actual strep throat. And actually, the funny part is my, my son probably brought it home from school, but Duh. he got sick. The next day, he was totally fine, so we didn't think it was strep. He said his throat, well, I saw his throat. It was sore. But since he was fine the next day, and I mean fine, fine, I was like, all right, it was probably just some cold or transient thing. Right. Then, like, a few days later, uh, probably about a week later, actually, it was right after, literally, like, a week after our podcast, last podcast uh, episode, I got really sick and went to the doctor, and my throat was killing me and Mm. strep. Mm. So then I'm like... Well, you know, he probably gave me that strep because it's kind of coincidental, right? Yeah, no shit. So on Sunday, I'm like, yes, literally yesterday, I'm like, we should take him in for a strep test just because, right? Like right. Good, good to check. And, uh, you know, Kaiser Permanente, we use them. So they're actually open on Sundays, which is pretty amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's that healthcare thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, they uh, did a strep test and it came back today that he had strep. So. <laughs> but wasn't suffering from it. He just had no, it. No. And that's that's actually what's kind of crazy. So he did suffer that one night, but then it but, was just like fine. So I didn't know that like, uh, I guess I know that you can carry stuff, but I didn't know that you can carry it that much where there's really no major symptoms. Uh, God, you should check him out for typhoid, cholera, everything else too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, that's the thing. I like the only reason why I thought the check was because I got it. So whatever I get next, I'll just have him check for. Yeah, makes sense. So that's my week. A lot of uh, a lot of. Do you still uh, have your tonsils? Yeah. I do. Yeah, me too. You do. Yeah. Um, I know people have gotten them removed and stuff, but I don't know. I like. I feel like. I don't know. Like, the tonsils are a very interesting thing. Like, if if you get them removed, like, did you really have that many problems, or was it just during your youth and you were just like, well, get them removed? Yeah, well, when it, when we were kids, it was almost automatic. Almost, it seemed like. I mean, that is true. It was a different different time then. It was almost like, oh, something's there in flame. Get rid of them. Yeah, exactly. It's like everybody just about got their tonsils removed. Uh, yeah. Wisdom teeth were pretty automatic too back in those days. You know, I, like had all, I had all four, I, I had all four. I had all four mine impacted. Luckily, or unluckily. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was not. It was not fun getting them out. Actually, uh, I had to do them obviously in two different sessions. They don't usually like to do them two at once, uh, four at once. Mm-hmm. And it was a bad, bad impaction. So it was like full surgical removal. Mm. Oh, fun! Yes, I've got crowns on mine, but uh, still oh, have them. That's good. So well, I've got like bionic wisdom teeth. So you have true wise wisdom teeth. Yeah. Mine were stupid that they got themselves removed. Mine are covered in gold. Nice, nice. Yeah. You know, actually, gold filling. So I think we're, we're basically turning this into the medical show. So let me just go here for a second. <laughs> if, this, if this developer thing doesn't work out, we've got a second calling. Yeah, well, we're from the East Coast. We can't help it, right? It's true. There's, there's an illness thing going on yeah, there. Yeah. So basically, I, 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 dentistry, I'm sure you know this. Dentistry is one of those things that you really need to find a good dentist. Like... There's a lot of scam dentists out there, and it's like a big money-making business for them to basically 
say, hey, stuff's wrong. Look, here's here's some black spots and you better listen to me or your teeth are going to fall out. Right. Mm, sure. like, there's just there's a lot of fear, uncertainty, doubt, profit mongering in the dental world. So FUD stands for fear, uncertainty and dentistry. Perfect. I, I Bravo. Bravo. <laughs> and it's true. It's like like you can read like remember I think it was Reader's Digest did like this whole expose they're like the first ones that kind of like brought this to the attention like hey be smart and be vigilant when you see a dentist and I think like out of like 12 examinations that they did like 10 were wrong and two were honest hmm. and we're like you know oh hey these fillings are failing oh hey you need a root canal oh hey you know we we saw early ca- uh, cavities and bacteria like it's really really bad mm-hmm so when you brought up the gold fillings, the reason why I went on this tangent was um, the dentist. I, so anyway, we moved here to the Bay Area and I had to find a dentist and I ended up, um, funnily enough, cracking my tooth on some candy that I got from Cable Sasser of Panic. Well, that's um, a lawsuit right there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, yeah. I asked him right away if he had benefits and he does. So <laughs> should be expecting the, uh, <laughs> the bill. Yep. So, so I, I cracked down on a piece of candy, cracked my tooth. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, yeah, it stunk. So anyway, I had to find a dentist because I had been kind of trying to find one. But you know, when you don't really have problems, you're secondary, right? Mm-hmm. Now you have a cracked tooth, got to find a dentist. Oh, well, I went to a couple dentists and one right away, oh, we got to remove every filling in your mouth and every, oh, your mouth is horrible. Like, you know, you could tell, right? Like, yeah, right. Dude, I just don't have that much trouble. Then I went to this other one who was like, oh, he was a little bit more nice, actually. And he was quite um, conservative, but he still said, oh, there's some things I see really bad, whatever, you know. Mm. Well, anyway, I found this one dentist, and the way I knew he was good was he's got gold crowns in his mouth. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if the dentist, I'm not saying they look bad or they look good. They look what they look like. I don't think right. they look like anything. But there's people who'd be like, oh, my God, his teeth aren't white. What's wrong with him? How can he be a dentist, right? Cosmetic, mm-hmm. cosmetic. So the truth is, and he told me this, and I knew this, gold is the best, best replacement for a tooth next to a real tooth. Yeah, right. It's hard and it lasts basically forever and it's very, very compliant in the mouth and there's no real rejection, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that's like, you know, that's how you kind of say, oh, well, that's a good dentist. So if they do amalgam fillings and they're, they do gold crowns, go with them. Yeah, totally. And, and that's, that's the story of my dentist. Yeah. My crowns are all, you know, molars, wisdom teeth, and I have six or eight or so, but he's very adamant that crown is the strong stuff. It's the good stuff. Um, yep. And you don't well, need to be so vain about the whiteness of your molars. So I'm like, yep, you're right. Give me the good no, stuff. No, and like the one, the, so this tooth that cracked that I have to get a new one on, he had said to me, he's like, you can do gold, but since it's towards the front, and, and this was the key, he said, this isn't a tooth that gets a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. This one, I don't mind doing a porcelain on metal crown because it's not going to take that much pressure. So the gold doesn't really benefit it that much. And you might as well have it look good since it's towards the front. Sure. He said, right. however, if it was, like you said, a, a, a tooth that's going to get a lot of stress, you go gold all the way. And, you know, if you, unless you're vain. Mm-hmm. And for me, actually, isn't having a gold tooth actually kind of good? Like, dude, I got a gold tooth. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I see your teeth and I'm like, dude, that guy's got a mouth full of bling. <laughs> I'm just saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So anyway, all right, that's, so the news, the news for me is lots of uh, strep throat, gold crowns, and uh, actually I go and get one of the crowns tomorrow, so anyway, oh, there you go. that'll be fun. Well, at oh, least you be. have nitrous to look forward to. So Cable, if you're listening, the, uh, the dental bill will be ready by the time uh, this episode airs. <laughs> all right, what's your news? What you got quick? <sighs> yeah, I got nothing else. Just uh, steadily doing the things I do, whatever those are. 
Yeah. All right. Well, hey, cool. Yeah. Let's see. Anything else or just get right into today's topic? Let's Might as talk well keep it, topic. Keep it a little short today, maybe. So the topic is conferences. So Brent and I do a lot of conferences, both speaking at and attending. But today we wanted to kind of talk about whether you're going to speak or attend, how to get the most of a conference, but why we think you really should be speaking at a conference, especially if you want to encourage and influence and help others. Yeah, there must be some good reason to, to do that. Um, yeah. So what I noticed early on in conferences is that the people, uh, the people speaking aren't necessarily from some chosen class. They weren't necessarily picked by God or a- anything in particular. They're just other people, right? But they're the ones who happen to volunteer to be speakers and then put in the time to put together presentations and actually do it. But they're not necessarily, you know, super outgoing or born salesmen or or anything like that. You know, not even necessarily particularly gifted um, as presenters. <laughs> Unfortunately, of course, practice helps there. They're just regular <laughs> people like like me and Michael and 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 just about everybody else. Um, but they've said, yes, I, I will do this. I want to do this. It's important to do this. And so I kind of tend to see a lot of the same same faces doing presentations in the in the conferences I go to, and I'd like to see I'd like to see more variety. It's not that I'm tired of, of seeing Michael or I'm tired of myself speaking. It's just that I know there are people out in the audience who uh, who ought to do this and who I'd like to hear from, and for for whatever reason they haven't decided to, but I, I'd like you to. Whoever you are listening, if you haven't been a speaker, please do it. it it's amazingly rewarding. It's it's um, really great, actually, to you know present a talk, practice it a whole bunch, finally get up in front of people. You're probably going to be real nervous, uh, at least the first few times. Uh, but then to have it done, and then have people say, "Hey, I really enjoyed that. Hey, I you know I liked your point about this, or I have a question about that." Um, it's 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 a nice high. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and I think the thing also as from myself anyway, speaking at conferences, you're sharing your experience, your failures, your learnings from those failures. You're you're basically sharing something on a topic, on a experience, on a story, on a whatever with other people. So you get to help other people. You get to be the one that's there that's kind of let's say leading them or talking with them, and then you get to actually give them a takeaway that they hopefully will put into their job. And isn't that great? I know I would like someone to give me takeaways. Like when I hear you speak or someone else speak, I'm going because I want to learn more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's the ultimate thing to do onto others as you want them to do onto you. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you have knowledge in something or passion in something, then, Hey, share it with others. Yeah. And, and the one thing I've learned from conferences from talking to people, you know, privately uh, between sessions or afterwards is that, Everybody is interesting. Everybody has different experiences. Everybody has different stories and different passions. And and um, as much as I enjoy that that social part and and learning all these things and meeting people, I'd like some of those people to get up and talk. I think they yeah. do great. Yeah, and I also like meeting, especially the new people. I tend to try to meet new people. Of course, I hang out with the old crews. Well, because if you don't, they'll kill you. Exactly. They'll get all mad and think mm-hmm. that I'm mad at yeah. them. Yeah. And they'll kill me. 
But like the new people, I, I you always hear these interesting stories and like it's sometimes easy in our industry, especially with the app store gold rush and everything. It's very easy to just have a very <laughs> and I, I'm waiting for the joke on this one because it's coming <laughs> a very kind of cynical attitude about developers, about the people trying to make apps. And as you start to meet new people and you find out, oh, I knew that app or, oh, wow, that's a great idea. I never knew that existed. It's actually kind of cool because clearly this person's coming to a conference. So there's got to be a good enough guy or girl to do that, right? Mm -hmm. And they're there bettering themselves. And they're there, hopefully, you know, chatting with me. So they're a nice enough person. And the point is, is you get to really put more names to faces on there rather than seeing this black hole of maybe developers who stink or developers that don't get it or developers you wish would get it or developers that are just adding crap apps to the app store, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Right. You get to actually meet developers who truly give a shit because they're there. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's like the ultimate. So like Brent's saying, the more people who come to conferences, the more new people we get to meet and you get to meet more new people like us. Yeah. Now, you might go out of your way to avoid me and Michael, and we wouldn't be surprised or offended. But you should meet everybody else there, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. So, um, in terms of conferences, do you remember uh, anything about conferences like the, your first conference ever or something that really was kind of an aha moment? Or, I don't know, I'm, I have a bunch of conference stories, and I'll probably tell a couple of them, but I'm just curious from your point of view, what really got you into conference speaking from the point of like you realize this is something really beneficial? Huh, let's see. I I think the first time I did a presentation by myself, um, not on a panel or anything, just me talking, was an O'Reilly Mac OS X conference, and that must have been 2003, maybe? And I just, uh, I got up and talked about WebKit, which was new at the time, and um, just basically went through the APIs. Um, so it was, you know, it was a straightforward technical talk you know um in the room probably had i'm trying to remember like 25 or so people in it um and and then when it was done everybody clapped and i felt really good <laughs> and well, for me that was go. just like wow hey that's really really cool they like realized like they truly got it something they truly got it. something out uh, of it right uh, applauded and i felt great and instead of you know, instead of it being a horrible experience, because public speaking feels like it could be a horrible experience, it was a great experience. And yeah, yeah. So I loved it. So I've just, I've, you know, tried to talk um, at least a couple times a year ever since then. And I still think I'm quite a ways from being really good at it. But uh, I've gotten more comfortable with it and more able to have fun with it uh, as the years have gone on. But that first initial experience was really cool. That's great. And I think also from the public speaking point of view, no matter how much you're, let's say, good at public speaking or like public, no one likes public speaking. Like, I feel like especially, I mean, look, I know I love to talk. I know you love to talk ultimately, but you can sometimes be a little bit shy, but no one likes public speaking. And that's what's really great about speaking is I think once you actually get up there and they're giving the topic, you know, the content, you realize you're helping people and then no longer is it public speaking. It's sort of teaching. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, that's always how I feel like when I first get up, I get kind of nervous, but then once I'm getting out there, I think about it like, Hey, these people are literally sitting here to hear me. Right. Mm -hmm. They literally took their time and picked my, my, maybe my session over someone else's hopefully, you know, for the, yeah. And, and like you have a, you almost have a duty to teach them and then you kind of get into the fatherly kind of thing. Mm -hmm. 
things. So, yeah. One of the things to remember is that the people in the, in the audience, um, they're rooting for you. They, they want you to be good. They expect you to be good. Exactly. And they hope you'll be good. You know, exactly. They're not, so don't, you know, hating you yeah. or something. Yeah, no, no, exactly. So don't let, the, don't let them down. Like, even if you see people in the audience that look kind of like frustrated or something, it might not be you, right? It might be the day they're having or whatever. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think the thing with conferences also is some people think that conferences might be a waste of time. You know, hey, all right, these are the topics. I already know about this or, you know, it's good. I could spend more time developing my app or whatever. But it brings up a really good point also about not only speaking at conferences, but when you're attending conferences, there's a lot of socialism going on. And I mean the good kind. <laughs> right. Not uh, People, not Marxism. No, 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 not not no Lenin here. <laughs> Maybe John, but like all of us, I, I can't think of anyone in our scene that hangs out that truly is part of the crowd that comes over or wants to talk. I mean, sure, there's some shy people, or even if there are some people who are stuck up, they they keep to themselves. They're not in the crowd, so that's how it goes. But the people who are there, when you see the crowds or you see the the groups of people chilling. Everyone is super friendly. Everyone is super welcoming and everyone wants to help each other. And I think it's so important. You come on over and say hello and become part of the crew because that's how the crew became the crew. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, for me, that's always, always been one of the most difficult things. I am, uh, you know, naturally more shy, more reticent, you know, and I see a crowd and it was always hard for me to like walk up and introduce myself and, and get, get in there. Now, it's a lot easier these days because I've done it a ton and because a lot of people know who I am. But right. um, but I've been there. I know that's hard, but it's doable because, yeah. you know, people like meeting new people and they like, you know, hanging out. Definitely. And I think even like you were saying with the shy thing, even for me, it's, it's hard to a approach a crowd. But, you know, you say hello. If people are jerks, you move on. If they're not, hey, you made some new friends. Yeah. And the number of times I've seen people be jerks... I, I can't even think of a time offhand. It's it's yeah. extremely rare. So in terms of conferences, uh, by the time this episode is posted, which hopefully will be definitely posted by the 9th, uh, there'll be a conference going on that you're speaking at, I believe, or attending. Well, I'm just attending Singleton. Oh, I I'm sorry. Last sorry. year. Uh, yes, this year, that's right. I, I get to have the luxury of not speaking, which uh, will be really fun. It's rare that I go to a conference and I'm not a speaker. I was just going to say, didn't you just tell everyone they must speak at a conference? Um, usually I just, um, I get invited or invite myself. No, no, right, right, right. But in this case, you're actually just going to go and enjoy the conference. Yeah, absolutely. Without well, there you any go. pressures or stresses. See, and, and that's, just, you know, that's, just, that's how that goes to fun. show you, you can't only speak at a conference. You also have to get out there and enjoy the conference. Yeah, indeed. Mm -hmm. So what's, what do you, if, let's give listeners who haven't actually been to a conference or wonder like what something like singleton is what do you plan to go i mean obviously there's some socialism again but what do you um what do you go for what are you expecting to get out of singleton what's your main reason that you bought a ticket well uh singleton has well i went last year of course and the sessions were really excellent i heard from some people i hadn't heard speak before and i heard some people i had heard before but um but they gave their talks kind of, um, you know, some extra, extra, I don't know what to call it, um, some Oof. different perspectives than they have in the past. I don't know about this year, but last year, all the speakers were encouraged to talk about something that isn't programming, but that is something that's very important to them. And all the speakers did manage to kind of weave that into, into 
topics of interest uh, to us programmers, but it also you know, brought some additional passion to what they were talking about. For instance, Daniel Jalkett, uh, who was a, a music student, uh, talked a bunch about music. Um, and, and that was really interesting because he was also talking about Mars Edit and everything and weaving it together. And it was, you know, it was a really, really cool talk. Um, and all the talks were. So that was a lot of fun. And it was, it, it taught us more because, because of that, you know, uh, because we got to learn, you know, some different perspectives and different, you know, really different topics than we would normally have seen covered in a conference like this. So that was really, really neat. And it gave us a neat way to, you know, get to know some of these people uh, better than we would have otherwise. Because after all, no, no software developer is only purely a software developer, right? We all have other things that we care about. So right. that's a cool part of Singleton. Um, another, another fun aspect of the, of the conference is it's, you know, it's just about the perfect size, the right size to be intimate, but not, uh, but not overly small. I can't remember how many people that works out to. I'm guessing like 70 or 80, though. I'm not totally sure. Everyone can fit into a room. Um, right. It's, and not, it's, not a, it's not a super conference. It's not super big. What's that? It's not super big. It's, yeah. not like, it's not where you feel like claustrophobic. It's more like a gathering. Yeah, exactly. And, and since Montreal is not very many people's home base, uh, you know, everybody is, is away from home pretty much. And so, you know, we're kind of stuck with each other day and night. And, you know, after, um, after the sessions end, you know, then we all go out and send on the same Irish bar or whatever, and, uh, you know, continue to talk and have a good time. So it was a lot of fun. And for a lot of people, you know, it was their last year was their first trip to Montreal. So that was, and it was mine. Uh, so that was very interesting, you know, discovering a new city and, and for North America, a slightly exotic city too. uh, you know, oh, yeah. don't see or hear French um, very often after all. But in Montreal, you do. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, I used to go to Montreal a few times when I was in college because I went upstate New York. And it was, you know, we took road trips there. It is a very, that's a good point, exotic city. It feels very different, especially if you go to Toronto, which I love Toronto, just so you know. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Toronto certainly feels like you could be, I mean, obviously it's cleaner and a much nicer city, but... You feel like you could be in, you know, any city in America, let's say. Mm. I feel like I feel like Toronto though is very clean. There's a there's a difference to it. It's a European feel, right? Mm-hmm, of course, right. it's Canada. But the thing is Montreal is definitely exotic feeling. Like you go there and it just feels like you're in a you really feel like you're in a different country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really really enjoyed it. So I look forward to going there again. Uh one thing I found interesting though, there were there were moments where I'm like, "Oh, well this aspect of Montreal is kind of Seattle-like." Um, which I thought was kind of cool too, to not just detect the exoticness, but also detect the, the things that are the same or similar it was pretty fun. Yeah, that is cool. Yep. So, okay, well, so you'll be going there. And then um, any other, I know, you, I believe we talked uh, last week, you're going to be speaking at a conference coming up in uh, Portland. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Be, uh, I'll be going down to Portland uh, at the end of October. There may be um, a few tickets left. Uh, this is CocoConf. And I haven't been to one of these before, but uh, I've heard they're quite good. So I'm the after dinner speaker um, one night, which, you know, so I'm not going to do technical stuff because I figure by that time of day, everyone's more thinking about, you know. No, no, no. You got to totally do technical and call your talk full bellies, full brains. Come yeah, on, what's right. up with that? <laughs> no, I'm going to lay <laughs> off the technical. In fact, I'm thinking uh, of doing, um, I really want to do something interactive. So I have a oh. few stories and, and questions and stuff, 
But what I think I can do is just kind of wander the room and um, get people to talk. I would, uh, I'll hope they'll record this somehow or get a, yeah, I have no get idea. A re- redux yeah. of this. Then afterwards, we're going to do a little, uh, little music. Ah, very nice. Yeah. Because as much as public speaking has made me nervous in the past, playing music in front of people, has ne- I've never, ever been nervous about that, which is funny because I'm really not good at it. <laughs> but <laughs> I, uh, I'm still because... naturally, I just enjoy it and, you... and it's fun. Are you nervous because you want to be good at it? No, I'm not nervous at all about about music. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're not nervous. Okay. Exactly. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, public yeah. speaking. You know that that makes almost. So you're good at public nervous, speaking. Right? You're good but at public speaking, music and you're nervous. Never bothered me. You're good at public speaking, and you're nervous, but you're bad at music, and you're not nervous. That's probably about right. Yeah. Wow. That's. Yeah, we'll figure that one out someday. <laughs> I'm actually going to be speaking. You know, NS Conference, of course, over in the UK. Oh yeah, sure. Been meaning to go. An, yeah, so two things. So they're doing an NS Conference Mini in November, mm-hmm. and it's a business one day. Basically, what an NS Conference Mini is, it's one subject, one day. They did one last month, actually, on design. That was really good. Mm. And they're doing a one day on business, and um, it's going to be myself, and I think it's five other speakers, a total of six speakers. And uh, we're just going to talk about business, being an independent developer, um, how important it is that you know you need to understand not only do you develop apps, but if you want to actually make money and keep it going and then make money in the future, what to do. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be really interesting. Again, that's uh, November 12th. Um, and you would just for that, you could go to ideveloper.tv uh, slash nsconference. And actually, I think they also just have nsconference.com works as well. Mm. We'll get the uh, link up, of course, for that. Yeah. And then, um, so the second part is, of course, you know, there's going to be an NS conference in 2013, the, the full NS conference. Right. I should probably go to that. So you have to go. In <laughs> fact, um, just for this, I'm going to talk to Scotty about having you be a speaker. So yeah, last he's year- He's invited spoke, me before. I turned down a bunch last year. Um, right. Well, I'll, I'll tell him that it's, yeah. not, uh, it's not offensive. You, you should re, re, re-invite him one more time and he'll say yes. <laughs> yeah, that, that would work. Yep. So, so I went last year and spoke last year, mm-hmm. and I had heard really good things about it. Many people told me about it, how great of a conference it was, and da-da-da. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of conferences that are really good, but there's something about NS Conference that really has stuck in my head as the best conference I've been to. Mm, cool. I don't know what it is at all. I think it has to do with Scotty, because Scotty's such a great guy, and then the approach of the conference ends up being really like a gathering. I mean, it really is just like a bunch of guys and girls hanging out, mm-hmm. and I just, I met a lot of really nice people and just the vibe he has, he has, I can't even put it into words just telling you it's a great conference not to be missed. Well, conferences often reflect the personalities of their organizers and Scotty is just wonderful. So I yeah. would bet that NSConf is fantastic. I believe the date, I'm looking on a, uh, on the lanyard page, the date is set for, it looks like it's set for March 4th through March 6th. 2013 so okay. at least pencil pencil that on your calendar mm-hmm. but um uh not sure if i'll be I'll, I'll be going one way or the other i'm going i might be speaking or i might be doing something with a workshop i'm trying to figure out what i want to do mm-hmm. uh figure out what he wants me to do but the point is either way i will be going so i would highly encourage you to speak there if uh he gives you an invite or even just th- tell him you want to speak i'm sure he won't turn you down sure yeah okay or I'm going to actually tell him for you to make sure he doesn't well, turn you down. Yeah, so there you go. go. Go for it. Yeah. Two Simmonses. Okay. We'll see what we can do. But yeah, uh, NS Conference is a great conference. I highly recommend it. And um, if you're in the UK or you're really interested in about business, I really recommend checking out the NS Conference Mini on November 12th. 
what else about conferences? What's uh, what's something that you think in terms of conferences that's a problem? I realize there's a lot of directions we can go about problems at conferences and things like that. But I'll, I'll actually, I'm going to share a little story, but I'm going to keep it generic, okay? No, so right. that way, Is it about that, me? The, no, no, no. Well, it could be. Could be. Could be. <laughs> that way, if someone gets mad about it, then they, they're just getting defensive. Yeah, right. So there's been things said about conferences, uh, things that could be better about conferences, things that could be improved, things that could be uh, not even improved, things that are good. But I've noticed when it comes to conferences, it's kind of interesting that there's sometimes finger pointing about the problems or the things that could be corrected. Then there doesn't seem to be a lot of follow through in the correction of that. And I don't just mean from the conference organizers. I also mean in the direction of the people saying that things can be improved kind of a very interesting thing for me in that these problems are real everyone admits they're real but then the people who could be part of the solution who are saying that it's a problem don't solve it so i know i'm being cryptic but i think what i'm saying is and this goes back to you saying come to the conferences is if you want to have a good time at a conference then be a good time at the conference you know be the good time yeah and i think absolutely. it's so important yeah. that you realize you're part of the conference as much as the organizer is right it's your own responsibility to have a good time. You That's know, it. They provide an the... opportunity, but yeah. you have to take advantage of it. You're not going to be led by the hand and swept up into you know, some magical world. It's still your job as an attendee. That's exactly yeah. right. And I think it's important to know that we all, you, I, everyone else there, we make up the conference. Mm -hmm. So I kind of brought that up as a kind of a tip or trick, if you will. If you go into a conference, have a good time. And if you're not having a good time, then figure out why you're not having a good time and then really do something about it. Don't just complain. If you're not having a good time because the content really wasn't that good, let the organizer know. Mm -hmm. And if the organizer doesn't care, then that conference sucks. Right. But then don't continue to then say the organizer sucks. He or she sucks. Move on. You know, I've been to a lot of conferences over, the, over these years, and I don't think I've ever been to one where I would say, oh, that conference sucked or the organizer sucked. They've all been at least pretty good, if not, excellent in a few cases and and i've always known the organizers and the organizers always care a great deal and that's one of the reasons why they're constantly like fill out this feedback form you know or let us know what you think they they want to know right right that's true and i think ultimately you know just try to try to make sure you're contributing mm -hmm. yeah so um i think that's about it it's a little bit of a short show i'm sure you're getting ready to leave and i'm still getting over strep and uh i think you know the takeaway from this episode hopefully that you got and I, I would hope that our listeners got is you know conferences are a very important part of being a developer because we all eventually help each other and i think the top developers that are really pushing the boundaries and writing the apps and not only that contributing back to our community with open source and creating libraries and creating frameworks and all that stuff i think I would have to say all of them go to conferences. Yeah, pretty much. Vast, yeah. vast majority, vast majority. Yeah. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yep. 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 Got to do it. And you should talk too. Yeah. And if you have any questions about conferences or talking, of course, you can hit us up on our glass board with the code Simmons and uh, we'll give you tidbits and S-I-M-M-O-N-S. Rub your shoulders to make you less nervous or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're cool like that. And of course, if you ever see us at a conference, come say hi. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. And uh, until next week, uh, when we'll come up with some other great topic uh, to talk about. I'm Michael. I'm Brent. And uh, we've enjoyed uh, 
Actually, the fact that this is episode four, I, I'd just say it again. We've really enjoyed the support from everyone, and uh, we hope to continue to keep doing it. And uh, let us know your feedback on how we can uh, make it even better. Are we up to four already? Wow. Yep. Kind of crazy. Good for next us. Episode- <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm well, so glad. I, I can't believe it. So, yeah, uh, until next week, we'll uh, talk to you soon, everybody. Bye. Adores a minuet, the ballet roots, and crepe Suzette. Our Patty loves to rock and roll, a hot dog makes her lose control. What a wild duet! Still their cousins, identical cousins, and you find they laugh alike, they walk alike, at times they even talk alike. You can lose your mind.